Hi, this is Leva Bates, and you're listening to the Oversell Podcast. Da 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 da. You better enjoy it or else. It is episode 23, and we are talking to Dustin Starr and Derek King. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling on tonight's show. Super huge show. We've got Derek King and Dustin Five Star joining us tonight. To, we got a lot of local Memphis wrestling events coming up that we're going to be promoting. But be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure to head over to OversellPodcast.com. Check out uh, everything on our website. we got a link to Connor's Cure there. They're now selling bracelets that you can get if you make a donation to Connor's Cure in order to fight pediatric cancer. Also, check out the Amazon link. It's right underneath the main player on the page. You're going to shop on Amazon anyway. Do it through OversellPodcast.com, and you'll be supporting this podcast. And there's no hidden fees, extra fees. Anything like that, it's just shopping on Amazon. I mean, guys, you shop on Amazon, right? Oh, yeah. When I have money. <laughs> You're human beings. And we all <laughs> shop on Amazon.com. So be sure to head over to Oversell Podcast and check that out. Uh, Night of Champions this weekend. But before we get into a uh, quick Night of Champions talk, I wanted to thank the folks over at SPW. They invited me and Dan out uh, to check out their show. And w- I had a blast. I um, had so much fun talking to the wrestlers. This is a blast from the past for me because uh, I mean it's been it's been a year or two since I've seen some of those guys and uh, that was just great getting getting to see them again and everything and got to be a part of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan had to protect me. Yeah. All right. Um, who was it? Christian Christian Cage? No, 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 no. no. Uh, Christian Shane and Josh Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. They, they came out and uh, we got to talk a little bit about the podcast and promote it. Uh, thank you again, all you guys at Official SPW. I think they are at Official SPW on Twitter. Yep. Um, we did a quick interview, and Mo came out and started cutting a promo, mm-hmm. and these two guys jumped him. Yep. For no reason. Dan had to protect me and Kenneth, the announcer for the show. And yep. And then they threw him in the ring, and then I had to jump in the ring and save him, too. We, they brought <laughs> they brought Dangerous Dan out of retirement. Yeah, they did. And it, you know what, Dan? That was a fantastic match, and it was really cool to see you wrestle, and I'm I, – I, it, it was so awesome. And, like, when he came up to me, to, you know, when he's coming out slapping uh, fives with the fans, I, I couldn't do a normal five. I had to do a double two sweep. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I roll. Yeah, I, I, he was teasing me about it the whole way there and everything. He says, yeah, yeah we're going to do two sweet. We're going to be two sweet. We're doing on the Periscope and everything, and it was pretty funny. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they had their Grand Prix tournament, which was won by Dale Wild. Yes. Uh Kind of has a Tyler Breeze type gimmick to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Dale's really Dale's got a really he's he's been uh, golly three four five years now probably, and uh, he's been going strong. Uh, is really heavy in in uh, NWA Mid South, mm-hmm. and uh, you know has really come out there too. I mean, and, and really kind of started doing the gimmick that he's doing 
as de- Drop Dead Dale Wild, he started that in Selmer. Mm-hmm. So he started doing that in Selmer and kind of fine-tuned it and modified it over the past three, four, five years. It was good stuff. Yeah. Um, they also, West Tennessee title was uh, put up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Austin, is it Austin Carrier? Austin Carrier, yeah. Uh, he, he, he lost the title. Um, who who I forgot who uh, walked out with that was that Jared Ethan I think so okay he's married he's managed by Kellen Kellen James yeah. yes yeah. yeah um the uh title out there was mm-hmm. won by uh was Matt. won by Matt Taylor Matt Taylor Matt, that's right Matty and, Ice and Dan got a call from the uh board of directors board of directors for we, SPW we debuted the brand new premier heavyweight title belt yep uh, that was brand new design and everything so. We retired the old heavyweight title, and I got to I got to present Matt with the uh, the new premier heavyweight title, so. which is that was a cool moment. I I really nice. enjoyed the show. It was long, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It, it, the tournament shows are long. They yeah. are, you know, it's kind of unavoidable. You eventually get into that, yep. that you know, that uh, pit where you're wasting time on certain things, and you know, you wish the show would go faster, but it can't. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so our it buddy sounds like a typical Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was yeah. more like uh, WrestleMania. We oh, okay. uh, we preempted hours. we preempted Psych that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, our buddy, uh, a, a guy I'm going to call a friend now because we pretty much talked all night until his match, and we talked afterwards. Andrew Wheeler. Yeah, Andrew uh, Psycho Butcher. Andrew Palmer is his work name. Ah. Um, Drew Wheeler, yeah. For Wheeler. a guy his size, he is extremely agile. Yes, he is. He threw a spinning wheel kick, and I'm, I, it took me for a loss because <laughs> I was like, man, this dude. I I love him to death. Uh, Very good I guy. I don't think there's any more anyone more humble in a locker room than he is. Yeah. So he's. And bef- before the show started, I thought it was cool because all the wrestlers were help setting things up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I. And that's the name. That's at this level. That's who does it, right? You know, no, there's not a crew. Um, there's a crew. You know, there's a crew of about three or four guys who do extra work on the side and everything, and and help. You know, the wrestlers who know how to already do stuff set up and everything. But that's the way it was when <laughs> when I first started going to towns with Ken Wayne and Kid Nichols and uh, and them. Uh, we were the crew. The three of us set up an entire ring one time. Wow. That's just the three of us set up the ring you know i mean the whole ring (laughs) wow so i mean you know well once again thank you to all the guys out there at spw thank you for the invitation to come out i thoroughly enjoyed myself indie wrestling shows are so much fun it's almost more fun for me than watching monday night raw Mm -hmm. because you can tell these guys are just there's no paycheck in it no they're just doing it to because they love wrestling Mm -hmm. um I thought their former champion Corey. Now the guys, the guys that we're that we'll be talking to later, um, Dustin, Star, Maria, and uh, Derek. You know they they get paid. They get paid. They make yeah. sure they yeah. get paid. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of so, but uh, you know, at the level of at the level that I'm at, that I never really got out of. You don't really make a profit when right. you go into town unless you're selling shirts or stuff like that. So. All right, well, let's go quickly look at um, Night of Champions. We don't have to go through the whole show. We can go through some highlights. One highlight being, for me, Charlotte Flair going over and winning the Divas title. It was about a week too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah six yeah, days was, too late. That was exactly but it was one a, week too late. I, I think it was a great match. Um, and Nikki, I think, did a lot of great work in it, too. But 
you know, Charlotte sold that leg the entire time. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, at uh, certain points, I was like, yeah, she may have pulled I, a hamstring she may or have, something. She may have gotten yelled at backstage because she was selling so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, no, you never get yelled backstage <laughs> for selling too much. Um, You're on tough enough, you do. Yeah, yeah. well. <laughs> 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 Let's not start that conversation. Um, <laughs> the Cena, I, I, we did predict. Oh, Daniel, you predict Chris Jericho yes, being the third I did. guy? Very I good. was very uh, proud of my prediction, too, because I texted, <laughs> I texted Derek as soon as that happened. I was like, I told you. I, I, I shot up in the bed. I was watching it on my tablet in the bed, and when that happened, I jumped up. Yeah! <laughs> so that's what I heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you were the one. John Cena walked out U.S. champ. I think we all saw that one coming. Yeah. Um, world title match. Sting's get got Sting. I don't know what the hell happened. He got yeah, when he, he fell. Legitimately got hurt. Yeah. yeah, when he fell, it scared the shit out of me because I was like, that doesn't look like a work. Yeah, that they, looks. They said it was from that that power bomb into the the, the buckle the buckle bomb. Yeah. yeah, the second one. Yeah, the, the second one. The first one, it looked like he took it okay, but you know the thing with Sting is like he can't he can't go like he used to. No, you know he doesn't have the cardio. Of the you know twenty or thirty year old Sting that used to be out there you know doing it every night, you know. So as that match went on, and I saw it, you know, he was tired, you oh, know. Yeah. And when you get tired, you kind of, you know, relax in certain ways and stuff like that. And once he got tired and let that neck go, I think that's when he hit that second buckle bomb. That's when that neck popped back, and that's when he got kind of a stinger there, or whatever it is. Yeah, well, no broken neck though. That's good. Yeah, no broken that's neck. That's good. Uh, any uh, the Ascension one? Woo! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the uh, pre-show. Yeah. Any other quick highlights that you guys wanted to bring up? Uh, I was right about the Dudleys not winning the title. You were. You were. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens won the IC title. Yeah. I thought that's good. Put yeah. the belt on him. I thought they did that a shitty way though. The with the eye rake. Yeah. You know. Hey man, what does a heel do? Damn, 350-pound muscle dude, though, and you're going to pin him with an eye rake, you yeah. know? I mean, hey, man, the, he everybody's can't got out, soft he eyes. He kick out of a freaking pin, you know? <laughs> Come on. I mean, if I get poked in the eye, I'm kicking and screaming anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I get poked in the eye, I'm grabbing for something yeah. else. <laughs> you better watch out and keep stuff away from me. Yeah. <laughs> New Day is so incredible. Oh my God! Oh, yes, yeah. I love the Rufio chants that uh, Xavier <laughs> was, was getting. Because like, not everybody's gonna get that reference. And as soon as I saw it, that's what I told Amanda. I was like, if they don't start a Rufio chant during this pay per view, <laughs> I'm turning it off. Yes, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that's overall good show. And it, yeah, they, he was him hitting the trombone every time that they were stomping. Him on doing him and um, stuff like that. And hit, didn't he do Rusev's entrance music on? On a, on the trombone or was that on Monday night? That might have been Monday yeah, night. Monday okay, night. yeah, because yeah, I was watching. I watched the whole. Uh, that's right. Rusev and um, Ziggler had a throwaway match. That yeah. In the end, I'm sick and tired of this angle. I am yeah. tired of it. You know, they need to do something different with Ru- that. Rusev needs. I think Rusev needs to get involved with the U.S. title. Oh, I'm sorry. Did WWE United States United title? United States title. Yeah. United States title. Oh, and uh, don't forget the idiot who jumped in the ring. You know, it's, it's a totally different WWE because if that happens, it? It, it, there's there's like a a vigilante group going after the Shield guys or something. Well, I don't yeah. know what the hell like, is going on. It shows you how much the WWE has changed because if those guys jumped in the ring, like back in the day, yeah, those guys are just going to start hitting them until the until yeah. security drags them away. I mean, well, Rain, not, Reigns and Ambrose, they just kind of turned, looked at the guy, <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> if that would have been like ten, fifteen years ago, you know, oh, Hogan would have decked him. Or you know, 
like Nash. Yeah, yeah. he was. In you the can't. Ring. You can't do that now because you're gonna get sued. Right. You know. So. Well, Chris Jericho summed up great. Stay out of our ring. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I like the Chris Jericho heel turn at the end of the match. Yeah. yeah I thought was that, good. Was good. that was good. So, well, all right. We are going to take a quick break here because we're going to have Dustin Starr dialing in in just a minute. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Justin Five Star. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back <laughs> to the Oversell Podcast. Joining us now is one of the biggest wrestling names here in Memphis right now, Dustin Star. Dustin, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank oh, you, guys. Yeah. Thanks. And, yeah, hey, that's pretty cool. You guys think I'm one of the biggest wrestling names? That's, that's cool with me, man. I'm, I'm, that's over with me. Hey. <laughs> You're you're the, you're one of the ones that gets your gets your name on just about every show that uh, that matters in the area. <laughs> Man, we just you know we just try to stay busy and be a part of as much as we can, and that's what it's all about is to be a part of the the good stuff. Right, I mean, there's plenty of you know local wrestling out there, but. You know, when there's something that people are going to show up to and people are going to talk about, man, I want to be all up in it. Oh yeah, oh so. yeah. You you were you were even a part of uh, that was the first GFW show in Jackson, Tennessee, over there, wasn't it? Yes, in Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah, it was cool. And you got to um, wrestle Chris Masters what, on that one. Yeah, um, one of the cooler things for me was the week before we went down to Jackson General Ballfield and. Um, you know, we were able to do a little bit on the field with, with the fans watching and stuff. And I body slammed Will Gibson. I threw the boxing gloves off. They had a little boxing thing, you know. Yeah. I threw the boxing gloves off and body slammed Will. <laughs> and he literally bounced. Oh, my <laughs> bounced God. On the, uh, on the grass. Like, oh, that was stiff. But, you know, just like going around and meeting all the fans. And we threw the fast pitch. And just all those you know, interacting with the fans and stuff was really cool because when we, we actually went back the next week to the show, um, you know, a lot of those same people were there, but we had people from Jonesboro, Tupelo, Newburn, just all over the area in those little independent towns that we talk about. Mm-hmm. But they brought their own pictures of me and Maria for us to sign. And it oh. was really cool. We sat next to Jim Cornette. I'm a huge oh, Jim man. Cornette fan. I, no. You have to be, right? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I would love to just sit around. Him. Good. No, no, it was, you go ahead. Oh, I'd, I'd love to just sit down and talk to Jim Cornette, even if it's only five minutes, because I know it'd be the oh, yes. probably one of the greatest conversations he, I've ever had in my life. He'd have you laughing your head off, because seeing him interact with the fans and signing those pictures from way back, he always has a one-liner. And he was, I tell you what, Maria didn't know a whole lot about him uh, when we were out there, mm-hmm. but she's a big fan of his and probably has not seen very much of his work just because he's so funny and was such a nice guy. But, you know, to have those people bring pictures of us instead of buying them at the table, that was just really flattering mm-hmm. that uh, people in the area cared. And when I went to the ring, they had five in the sky yeah. and fans were cheering. <laughs> um, it was, it was really cool. So awesome. Hopefully we'll be back. Now, how long, how long have you been in the wrestling business, Dustin? Oh my gosh! Since I was fifteen, Jeez. it's been about seventeen, <laughs> almost eighteen years. Wow! Believe so that. You, you and yeah. uh, you and Alan Steele are right up there together in years. Did y'all kind of did y'all kind of cut teeth in the business together? Or it's funny that you mention Alan, man. We've uh, 
he was one that really kind of just helped me get better and better in the business from day one. He he actually started before me, mm-hmm. so he was already on Power Pro Wrestling, kind of establishing himself. And then when we came along, Corinth, Mississippi will always have a dear spot in my heart, I guess. Um, and I'll be there next Saturday night. What's that? October the third. I'll be there for a big event that they have uh, with Tommy Rich and Tracy Smothers. But oh, nice. um, wow. <laughs> yeah, he he really we we wrestled in Corinth every single week, and I got my butt kicked by Derek King, Blade Boudreaux, and Alan Steele. And I was actually watching a match from um, golly, where was it? Ward, Arkansas. Yeah. Just the other night, because I saw Alan at a recent show, and he gave me the DVD. But looking back, probably eight to ten years ago, us wrestling in the ring, it's like night and day now, yeah. you know. But we've known each other so long. Uh, but yeah, he actually started before me, and then we our paths have crossed a lot um, mm-hmm. throughout the years in the in the wrestling business. Uh, and who who did you train with? Don Bass. So I, I, the question, you know, who trained you is just it's so convoluted because there's so many people that are involved with the training process. But Don Bass initially, when I was 15, my mom she drove me to Jericho, Arkansas, to meet outlawed Don Bass, one of the former assassins, you know, and Jeff Jarrett's a big Don Bass fan because he, he took the guitar gimmick from him. That's where he got, you know, hitting people in the head with the guitar. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember one time I had to take a couple of weeks off, 15-year-old kid, 140 pounds, just, you know, nothing going for me. And I remember when I came back, Don said, we didn't think you were coming back. We thought we'd never see you again. Mm-hmm. And that just lit a fire even more where you know i was just hitting the gym and it takes a long time guys oh yeah but um yeah i've trained in a barn yeah. in jericho arkansas but then from there you know i got linked up with motley Cruz and uh, tasha simone they had a big part and you know me and some of the other guys i trained with and then of course Derek king took me under his wing we're going to be talking about him a little bit later, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he took me to ohio valley wrestling where i first met jim Cornette. You know, and, and you guys got to think. I mean, golly, like I was seriously 140, 150 pounds soaking wet, just just a kid. I couldn't even get into the bar. Yeah. You know, but here I am at OVW. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, you know, I signed with Developmental. Um, before that happened, right as I was getting ready for that, that run, um, you know, I trained with Ken Wayne, mm-hmm. Nightmare Ken Wayne. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about him as far as in the ring and, you know, his training ability, very good, got me ready, went, did some tryouts and everything, ended up getting signed. Now, that's when some of the serious training goes on, you know, and I had been in the business probably 12 years at that point or, or longer. Yeah. And then you're working out in the ring with guys like, you know, Dr. Tom Pritchard, you know, Steve Kern, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I remember Ricky Steamboat putting me in a headlock yeah. to go do a spot. And I'm sitting there, guys. I'm like, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat has me in a headlock. If if he could give me the deep arm drag right now, I would die a happy man, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's totally marking out. But, yeah. uh, you know, we'd watch tape. We watched film of uh, Flair Steamboat with Ricky Steamboat. He was kind of giving us a play-by-play of what was going on inside the ring. It was nothing to be sitting there watching tape and an Xbox walks in or Diamond Dallas Page walks in. Wow. You know, Seamus <laughs> walks in. Wow. So, yeah, a lot of your training, you, you, you continue training all the way through. And then even today, whether it's training in the gym or 
you know, working out in the ring, I'm still trying to get better and better. So. Well, I do have to give you credit. You look completely different from when I first met you. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, I, so. I I met you before your bodybuilding days, and uh, holy crap, man! Uh, you, I mean, you cut a ton of weight, you know, and uh, you look incredible uh, as far you, as you. you know bodybuild and everything else goes. But uh, and you're. You've won awards for your bodybuilding. Uh, yeah, former, man. Former Mr. Tennessee, ones, right? I, yeah, so I won uh, two years in a row. I won the Tennessee State Men's Physique Championship, uh, so the Mr. Tennessee contest. I won the overall. So what that means is I went in and I won my height class, and then they put all the height class winners together on the stage to see who the best is. So I won overall two years in a row. And I've had several wins in my um, you know, short bodybuilding career, and um, I've been on the national stage, and then right now I'm prepping for November 7th in Nashville. They have the Music City Muscle, and it's a national qualifier. I'm a Team USP Labs athlete, so they got my back 100%. So you got you got but official yeah, no, sponsors I, through through USP Labs yeah. and everything now. That's awesome. I, yeah. Right. I re-signed a contract with them here just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and you know how that kind of happened was, was kind of the luck because I used their products anyway. Yeah. So I use the products, I put them on social media, and, you know, a lot of people follow me just to get those meals or, man, what kind of cardio do you do and all that kind of stuff. And so the actual president of uh, USP Labs saw me on, on Instagram, of all things, wow, and sent me a message, and that's how I got hooked up with that. And the wrestling helped that too, you know. They didn't have that type of athlete on, on board. But um, then Maria got signed with them, so we're both team USP Labs athletes. But... Um, it's cool. funny. <laughs> November 7th, there's a loud truck driving by, but on November 7th in Nashville is where the, uh, the next show is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about six weeks out. And uh, on the same night in Nashville, Ric Flair is scheduled to appear on a wrestling show. Oh, hey. And so I'm thinking, man, I need to figure out, especially when I win. I need to figure out where they are yeah. and we need to go to that bar. <laughs> and I'm going in shirtless, man. <laughs> right on stage. So can you imagine having some brewskis with uh, Ric Flair? Woo! You know, I got – Oh, yeah. Come on, he'd love that, right? Hell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have my trophy with me. That's Hopefully. right. Well, man, uh, freaking uh, the the trophies that you win. I've seen pictures of the trophies, too. One of the, one of the trophies is a freaking sword, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I haven't figured it out, but I guess maybe Conan the Barbarian or something. Mm-hmm. You know, Arnold. Oh, okay. right, made, that makes sense. Might have had something to do with that, but they give out swords. So I've got. Uh, I'm thinking at first, man, this would be cool. I'll put this sword on the wall. You know, I'll put it in my living room so everybody can see it. Yeah. And Maria, she's not having that, man. Yeah. What to do with them? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're so gonna have to you're gonna have to build a display case for them now or something, you know. Man, I probably have five swords, if not counting the actual trophies. They actually have the actual trophies too. Wow, and I have nowhere to put them, so I'm just like <laughs> trying to find spots. This is a, I guess you could like uh, you could call it your uh, your uh, trophy room slash armory. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if the zombie uh, apocalypse ever breaks out, I'm headed to your house for a sword, man. <laughs> These things are heavy, man. They are heavy, and they are legit swords. I mean, wow. it's like something you see out of Conan. Wow. So. That's cool. That's that's super cool, though. I mean, it just, you know, because, I, 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 like I said, I've seen, I've seen you. 
I've seen the non bodybuilder Dustin and I've seen the bodybuilder Dustin and it's it's night and day as far as you know body difference and everything so i mean i i have yeah. to give you credit man you you really did a complete 180 as far as, far as fitness you know i appreciate it and i worked really hard i, I think this is going to sound really egotistical probably but it probably shouldn't be a shot coming from me i guess <laughs> <laughs> but, dan and dan you've been in the ring you know um anybody that's out there listening that has stepped in the ring or wanted to step in the ring, you have kind of an idea of what type of wrestler you want to be, what kind of moveset you want to have, what, mm-hmm. what, what do you want your hair to look like, your gear to look like, what's your name? Like, you, you think of all these things, and it's so hard to put it all together because it's a lot of hard work. Right. But at this point in my career, and it's taken, you know, 15, 17 years, however long, but I finally feel like that I've got exactly what I wanted from when I started, the you know the vision that I had, because I always wanted to kind of look like a comic book character and just be really animated and entertain the people, whether I was good or bad. And so that's what me and Maria and she's added a huge element to to the entertainment because we can do so many different things with her too. Mm-hmm. And at the drop of a hat, man, people are all over here, all over her, just yelling at her at ringside. Oh yeah. So you know she's kind of new to the business. So at first she's just like. Oh my gosh, those people are yelling that at me. Did you do what they called me? <laughs> you know, so I, adding her into it. Being, being like, on the other side of the barricade is a totally different experience. <laughs> oh man, she was just like, she was floored. She had never been talked to like that. Oh, ever. Yeah. oh yeah. And so I'm like, that means you're doing something right. That's you know? right. So, but, but, you know, looking at, you know, 15 year old kid saying, okay, I want to be a wrestler that's what I want to look like. And that's what I want to do. And of course I want to have a beautiful girl with me. Mm-hmm. Luckily it's my wife now, you know, so I feel like I've, I'm where I want to be mm-hmm. like literally. It's, it's, it's very cool to see too. I mean, it's, it's, you know, and, and I think, I think there's a funny story that we, we can tell right quick about uh, y'all's first date. Cause uh, I've I've heard oh. you, I've heard you tell the story of the first date a couple of times now, and I I think that would be hilarious for you to tell it now. Cause uh, <laughs> I'm not sure which version you're talking about. Well, but, the ver- <laughs> yeah. well, I'm talking about yeah, you know going to West Memphis, Arkansas, the warehouse district yeah. for a freaking wrestling show on your first date. <laughs> so I had I had no idea I wasn't even gonna work. You know, I wasn't gonna do anything. Um, you know, we went out to eat, and I said, oh, I'll take you to this little wrestling studio. They're going to film some TV there. Kind of cool. You'll see. Mm-hmm. We get there, and she's just like, and if you've ever been to, you know, uh, NEW's wrestling venue or something, from the outside, you're like, where in the world are we? Yeah. You know, it's just warehouses and gravel roads and barbed wire fences, pretty much. And she's just freaking out at this point like oh my gosh what are we doing here yeah and so when we go in it's a totally different thing it's a studio and she was just kind of oh, okay what's going on and then ken asked me to do commentary so i went from <laughs> not working to doing commentary i think you actually had to do an interview me. i think you actually had to do an interview with me that night if i remember because i was i was holding Probably. the title and you were coming back from you were this it was like your first time back from florida or something and uh <laughs> yes yeah, it, was. it was i think you had but, to, yeah, you had to cut a promo with me and get out there and get under my skin a little bit or something so yeah uh well they had uh, those reptiles um they had a 
was it an iguana or something? They had yeah. snakes. Yeah. Uh, the critter getter guy. Yeah, yeah, Robert. <laughs> Remember him? The <laughs> yeah, I still do stuff with Robert. He's cool. Yeah, he's a real cool guy. But he had all these little animals and stuff. And she was she actually got a picture with the big iguana on her shoulder or something. But when we left, she looked at me and she was like, "Are you serious? This is what you do?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, you, you haven't actually seen exactly what I do yet. Wait till I put my gear on and get in the ring, you know." Yeah, so that's a whole different thing because you know the little short shorts and all that stuff. But it was culture shock for it, that's for sure. It still is. When we go to some of these small towns, you know, the locker room is not exactly what you would expect. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the audience is very, very close. They could easily reach out. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? So we're, she's still getting used to a little bit of that. But, oh, my goodness. That first night, I didn't know that there was going to be a second date. I must yeah. have done good. <laughs> <laughs> and if she didn't run away you know after I mean? that, you know it's meant to be. <laughs> and- You're right. Uh, have you noticed that, like, um, speaking of people being close to the action, have you noticed in, like, the bigger products, like, more and more people seem to be trying to jump into the show on, like, Monday Night Raw and stuff like that? We've noticed that. Me and uh, Maria were talking about that. Um, it's very weird because it used to be that the guys would beat those people up. But now the way that lawsuits and everything else are, the guys just stand around, just watch the fans act stupid. I think the last guy spent 10 days in jail. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. So they'll just start throwing these guys in jail. I'm telling you, whoever's listening out there, do not jump in the ring at an independent show because those guys are just chomping at the bit to beat you up. Yeah. And I'm... you might think that you're tough, <laughs> but when you try to slide under that bottom rope with, you know, a over 200-pound dude standing there, he's going to be kicking you before you even get up. Right. It's just not smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had I've – had... Two or three instances was it where I'm pretty sure you've had two more than that of uh, where yeah, people yeah. people like eyeballed getting in the ring or put their hand they on a rope like they were going to jump up in there. All it took they was a look from me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think mine uh, mine are more like we'll see you after the show. So, all right, I'll be out there or whatever. They're never there. Nah. They're not going to do it. And if they do, I mean, come on, get get a life. Yeah, it's a show. You got to beat up your favorite uh, or your. They, the guy that shot Jr. or something, you know. On the <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Give me a break. Uh, my my so. favorite, my favorite one was uh, a kid who almost jumped in the ring with me and got thrown out of a show in Ripley, uh, at the at the infamous oh Ripley Building that's gone through like twenty bookers or something now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, he he jumped up on the ring apron and acted like he was going to get in the ring with me. Well, they hauled him out and everything. And Bill Dundee was there that night. And Bill Dundee goes out front and he was talking to the kid and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Oh, that guy made me so mad and everything." And he's like. Well, he's doing his job, <laughs> right. you know. And Bill's explaining to the so, kid he did his job. You know what the hell? So, but, you know, yeah. we've been working a lot with Bill Dundee here the last couple of years, and we've done everything. We've thrown coffee in his face on live radio. Yeah, I saw he's that. Barged <laughs> in on, yeah, he's barged in on us on live uh, television interviews. Maria slapped him on his own radio show. I mean, we have been through the ringer with Bill Dundee. And um, Maria's dad was at Riverside. I think it was at Woodland Hills. Yeah. And uh, when Bill circled the ring, her dad threw beer right in his face. Oh. And, uh, when we, yeah, yeah. And when we found out about it, we were we were very very mad. Yeah. And she jumped all over her dad for it, and her dad just didn't understand. Like, hey, no, he puts his hands on you. He does this. He does that. And she said, Dad, look. His name's Dirty Bear, too. We call him Dirty Bear. Yeah. Dad, look. What if somebody's in my face? Mm-hmm. 
and he stopped and thought about it, she made him go apologize to Bill Dundee. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you know who wears the pants, right? That's great. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, you know, it's it's fun, especially working with somebody like Bill. Yeah, um, yeah. You, I, you know, you've, he's awesome. you've run the gambit. You've worked everybody. You've worked Lawler and everybody at this point, hadn't you? I've beaten them. I yeah, beat you have beaten Lawler. Lawler. Is it? Hurricane Helms last year, Wolfie D won the Southern Heavyweight Classic. Wow. Yep. Um we got a we got a couple big ones coming up uh this weekend, this Saturday's downtown Jonesboro Barbecue Festival. And if you've never seen it, you go to my Facebook page, Dustin Starr with two R's. I posted a picture from last year. So basically they set the ring up in the middle of the street and there are fans as far as you can see. Wow. Just wrestling yeah. diehard wrestling fans. And it is so cool the way that they have it set up. And it draws a huge, huge house every single year. So this year, it's going to be me and Idle Bane with Maria in our corner versus Derek King and Jerry the King Lawler. So that happens this Saturday at 5 p.m. Um, I believe it's a free show. It's a free event. You just walk right up and watch wrestling. Wow. Walk down the street. It's just a big barbecue festival in what? downtown Jonesboro. It's awesome. Do you know the street name that it's going to be on? I do not. Okay. I don't know, but if you go to NACW's wrestling um, Facebook or go to my Facebook, all the information is, is in there. So after that, though, this is, this is crazy. I don't even know how it happened. But um, LAW, Live All-Star Wrestling in New Bern, they're going to have their final show on that same night. And I was just thinking, man, you can't have the final show without, without us there. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm the <laughs> longest reigning LAW champion they've had, and we have some great fans out there. They bring signs. They have homemade Dustin Star and Five Star uh, T-shirts. It's so cool. So after we're done in Jonesboro, we're gonna head up the road to Newburn, Tennessee, and we're gonna. They're calling it the. Um, was it the? Uh, golly, I can't remember the exact name that they have for it, but we're calling it the final showcase. Uh-huh. So we're gonna go out with a bang. Cool. That's what we got going on Saturday. That's this Saturday. This week. That's all just yeah, this so Saturday. Be- <laughs> <laughs> and you got now. I will be one tired guy after that day. That's for sure. Wow. And, and the next weekend after that, I think you've got a couple of shows, don't you? Yes. Yeah, so um, next week's going to be real big. They they're building up the Roundhouse Revival too, and it's a big event that they have to help save the Mid South Coliseum, bring awareness. Uh, the local television station will be there. They'll have live music, roller derby, and of course, professional wrestling. Of so, course, you gotta have. Um, yeah, I'll be on ESPN Radio. I'm doing ESPN Radio Wrestling podcast. I'll be on WREC in Memphis, and then me and Maria are going on local Memphis Live on Channel 24. We'll be on the news on next Friday to lead into Saturday. So Saturday is a big day where it's the best Memphis Burger Fest. And I know you're thinking, what does wrestling have to do with the burger festival? <laughs> I love uh, burgers, bro. I, I was I was we thinking like it. I want to eat a burger and watch wrestling. Yeah, that yeah. sounds I'm sold like, on that. Well, we were <laughs> judges in the burger contest last year, and we watched the eating contest. Apparently, they see how many burgers they can eat at once, or the sliders. Wow, the small burgers. Yeah. So we'll show up there. We'll be at the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame table in the morning and throughout the afternoon, and then uh, we'll judge burgers. So we will be determining what the best burgers in Memphis are. Then we're going to MC the eating contest. So they're going to give me a live mic. I can't believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Right 
And then when we're done, we're going to head up to Corinth, Mississippi, where they're having a big television taping uh, at the National Guard Armory. And get this, they're going to have Tracy Smothers, one of my favorite guys of all time, and Wildfire Tommy Rich. So it's like throwback Thursday, yeah, but it's on yeah, a Saturday. Yeah. So uh, Tracy Smothers, uh, one of my favorite stories, there's two. Wrestled an alligator. Of course he did, right? Yeah. <laughs> the second one. At a bar, somebody was messing with one of the greenhorns, one of the younger guys. He pulled the dude's eyeball out. Yeah. Literally <laughs> took his thumb and pulled the guy's eyeball out. Yeah, yeah. About a tough guy, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But yeah. those guys will be out there. Me, Maria, will be out there in Corinth on Saturday night after the Burger Festival. And then Sunday, Sunday's a free event, Roundhouse Revival at Mid-South Coliseum in the parking lot. Wildfire Wrestling will be there. We're going to have about five matches there, headlined by me versus Derek. Um, and the Coliseum Coalition put this whole thing together, and they said, you guys are the two that we want. And uh, so as far as wrestling in Memphis, they felt that if it wasn't going to be Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee, you know, kicking it back old school, that they wanted the new school. They, who are the top two guys in this area that we want to see wrestle at the Coliseum? Oh, yeah. And they chose Dustin Starr and Derek King. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I mean, just flattered by that and excited and happy and just, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, it shows you people are paying attention. Coming up. It, it shows you people are paying attention. Yeah, I, I guess so. I gotta watch watch what I say and do, then, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 might be you gotta be careful. You might wind up being a role model or something, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, man, I, I I get a lot of messages about fitness. That seems to be one of the um, one of the hot buttons, and so that's why you'll see me tweet out a lot of the the things that I eat. And um, a funny another funny story, a wrestling connection with that. Yeah. The only reason I got into the bodybuilding scene at all was because when I left WWE developmental, I needed something to keep me motivated to go to the gym because I didn't plan to wrestle very much. Mm-hmm. It just, I just felt like I got there. I didn't necessarily like it that much. What, you know, what am I going to do? And so Spellbinder was actually, he's my trainer. He's helped me since I was 15 years old, all the way up until this point, just telling me how to lift or what to eat and things like that. And he said, Dustin, you know, there's a new division of bodybuilding. I said, man, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not interested in getting big and doing all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. And he explained the division. We wear board shorts. We're not as big as the bodybuilders. All right. Well, let me look at the diet and I'll let you know what I think. Mm -hmm. From there, I did my first contest and I won it in Jackson, Tennessee. And then the second one ever was the Tennessee state. And I won that one. So I started off with two in a row and man, I was hooked ever since just because it, it really motivates me, and it, it helps me in the ring, too. You know, yeah, it yeah. gives me a better ring ring look. Um, quick question, though. Uh, how is Spellbinder? Because the last, t- last I heard of him, he actually was having some heart issues, I think. Uh, I see. Let's see. Um, I can't remember exactly what that and it's was. And been, it's been a few years. It's been a few years. I did, yeah. More than a few, actually. He, yeah, he doesn't have heart problems. He didn't have a stroke or a heart attack or anything like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. Maybe his blood pressure got up a little bit. He is diabetic, too. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but one of the things that put him out for a while was um, I think he tore his patella tendon. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. He did that at one of the Tunica shows where Memphis Power Wrestling was running a couple years ago, and he just took a wrong step. He didn't think about man. Yeah, yeah. He just took a wrong step. That's all it takes. The had to go through rehab, yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon but, took two um, wrong steps and he wore two quads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, oh, that's one of the funniest. Oh. It's sad now, but, you know, it's one of the funniest videos. But, um, yeah, no, his spell is about probably 260. Oh, wow. Jack is all get out, man. I'll bet he, he, looks, he never was You thought he looked guy. good back then. He looks better now. Nice. We'll have to get in touch with him somehow. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll have to get him on here, too. But uh, no. hey, yo, dude, hey, dude, oh, yeah, dude, oh, I'll, I'll come on, I'll do the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> That's my oh, best God. spellbinder impression. Yeah, the, you probably spot on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, where can folks find you on social media? Well, um, go to Twitter at Dustin Star with two R's. And then now, you know, I got married a couple of months ago, so you can follow Maria at the Maria Star with two R's. And then we have a Facebook fan page. We actually merged the pages that we had because um, I had two. I had one that uh, Dustin Star had friends, and then the other's likes. So apparently, Facebook wants you to be a page. Yeah. So we merged those so you can go like the page and get all the updates. I try to post every day the stuff that's going on, whether it's a radio program talking to you guys or all the wrestling action and, and bodybuilding stuff i try to put all that on there of course instagram you can find me there you can find me everywhere at dustin star and you do I a lot of periscoping too right yeah well now when we go out to events we do the periscope uh-huh. you might see us kind of backstage or on the way behind the scenes you know stuff like that i'll definitely be periscoping uh this weekend and next weekend because these are a couple of really big events that are pretty meaningful to us too, you know. Sometimes it's about showing up and getting the PO, you know, and meeting fans. And sometimes there's a, you know, just kind of more nostalgia to it, I guess you could say. Especially at the Coliseum, man. Mm-hmm. It was cool to be able to wrestle inside the Coliseum, and now I'm going to be wrestling in the parking lot trying to help save it. And um, you guys go to Pro Wrestling um, HOF dot com, mm-hmm. and uh, you can get those red T-shirts. Uh, they'll be selling those. They're only $15. And uh, we're just trying to spread the word. We've got a ton of quotes from some of the old school uh, Memphis wrestling guys. Um, you know, the Cornets, Lawlers, Dundees. Everybody wants to save the building. So the more people that show up to those events, more people that buy those T-shirts and support and everything, um, I really do think that they're going to save that building. They can There's do something with it. They got, they got to be yeah. able to do something and with it. I, w- I went to Raw um, last Monday. Or the, when it was in Memphis, right. and there was actually a, a lady there with a giant sign, Save the Coliseum. I thought that was just really cool yep. to see. I, I posted it on my Facebook. I saw it, and um, I stole it. <laughs> posted it on the Facebook. <laughs> I mean, hey, and, and any fans out there listening, I mean, bring your signs to these events. There's nothing better than going out and having an exciting crowd and people mm-hmm. that have signs. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't matter what they say. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's just that fun interaction between the, the actual entertainers and the and the people that, I mean, you, you show up, you buy a ticket, you might as well get involved, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. All righty. Well, Dustin, we're going to wrap. Garrett King coming on? Yeah, yeah. We, we got him coming on in about 20 minutes, uh, I think. 20 minutes or so. So, But, yeah, we're uh, – we're more than delighted to have you on here, man, and uh, we definitely want to get you back on sometime. And uh, so we're we're probably just going to save the rest of our stuff for when we have you on next time and the rest of our questions and everything. 
And uh, sounds good. We're gonna switch over and uh, talk to Derek here in a minute. And uh, man, I'd great talking to you. Great catching up with you. You and Maria you sound like you uh, you kind of got a, a stranglehold on the wrestling business, and you're shaking the money right out of it. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that. Uh, not the money, but <laughs> maybe not the money. You, but you you get you definitely got the gigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just try to stay out there, man. But uh, yeah, yeah. The big one coming up, though, Roundhouse Revival with Derek. And, you know, Derek's a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, like I said, he was a pretty much a trainer of mine. There would be no Dustin Star without Derek King. Mm-hmm. And to be put across the ring against him at the Coliseum is awesome. So I want you to tell him that no matter what, we'll still be friends. Mm-hmm. But come October 4th at the Coliseum, I'm gonna kick his butt. All right. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will gladly butt. relay that message. <laughs> we also. We've also been broadcast. Go ahead. If there's anything left from this Saturday's Jonesboro Barbecue Festival. That's right. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, before we go, uh, we had someone in the chat in our little chat room here. We've been broadcasting live on Mixler. Um, Fred Cotto cool. said, "Dustin's my guy." So wanted to go ahead and give yes. him a shout out. Fred's my guy, man. Fred comes to all the shows. Um, a lot of the footage that you see on YouTube, if you look up Dustin Star, a lot of that footage comes from my man, Fred Cotto. He's, you've seen him. If you've been on my page, you've seen him because he has the shirt that says, I'm a Dustin Star guy. Yep. He really is. I appreciate <laughs> it. So shout out to Fred, man. I've seen Fred before. Good yep. dude. Him and Freddie. <laughs> All right. Well, we Go ahead. Go ahead. I said I've seen Fred before. I've definitely seen Fred before with that shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at all the shows. Well, but d- thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, Look thank, me up. thank you so much for coming on, and good luck to you in the next couple weekends. Travel safe because it sounds like you're going to be doing a lot of it. I want to see you guys out there too. You'll we'll be there. I know you go to the local shows, Derek. I want to see you out there. <laughs> I, yeah. Hey, I'll, I'm I, go, we're going to the. We've, we've turned him into a fan. Yeah. We really have because uh, he's been good. going to MEW shows and stuff, and uh, he. Uh, uh, it, I, I, you know, I, I think I think it's great because he he actually knows and realizes yeah. that there's more than WWE out there now. <laughs> if you enjoy if you enjoy MEW, then you'll definitely enjoy anything that Wildfire Wrestling does too. Yes, yes, I mean, it's, yes. It's a very it's a great show. It's a pretty intimate setting where the fans can get really close to the action. So, and you'll you'll like that too. Just so come out. Yeah. How how often do y'all run shows out there at Woodland Hills? They uh. They're trying to do like once a month. I know they have something coming up this Sunday at the block party in Frazier. And mm-hmm. I think the mayor's going to be there. It's kind of a, a little event out there. But then um, Wildfire Wrestling is helping Roundhouse Revival and Coliseum Coalition put on the event next Sunday. So you'll see some of the Wildfire Wrestling um, superstars out there. Cool. All right, buddy. So, well, we're going to wrap this up, and we hope to get you on another time. All right, bro. All Thanks, right. guys. All right, later. Welcome back. We're going to be joined here shortly by Derek King, another great Memphis wrestling guy. Just been wrestling for years. Really excited to talk to him. But before did um, Dustin brought up the Wrestling Hall of Fame, uh, and I think it should be here in Memphis. And I think he was, was saying the same thing. I mean, you, you had AWA back in the day. You had WCCW. You had the uh, WWWF. You had Florida Championship Wrestling. You had Georgia Championship Wrestling. You had all that. I don't think any of them even compared. It, it were not not even close to what Memphis was as a territory back in the day. Yeah, and you know, 
there were so many things that came through town. Power Pro, CWA, USWA, you know, and it and really, it saddens me that so many companies come and go in this town here lately. Right. I mean, know? if you th- and Memphis was like a place you were sent to um, because they wanted to be sure you were ready to go. Yeah. Look at look at the names that came and through. And there here. wasn't I'll, I'll even go a step further than that. Memphis was a place you were sent to if you were a money maker. Yep. If yeah. you were a yeah. career guy, Memphis was a definite stop mm-hmm. on your tour. Look at look at who's come through here. Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Macho Man had a big stint down here. Oh god, yeah. Uh, the whole Poffo family had right. a whole stint yeah. down here. Lawler, of course, Dundee. Mhm. Um, Rock, R- the Rock, Flex Cavana, Kurt yeah. Angle was sent down here when he was when yeah, they wanted him to train up. Yep, six um, Rick Flair's come through mm-hmm. many times. Dusty Rhodes, Taker, Taker, Undertaker, freaking Mark- uh, Flair and Lawler did did an hour on TV on Channel Five. Yeah, and then went and I think that um, that Saturday night or Sunday night, I think they went and or Monday night at the Coliseum. I think they did another hour. You know, they did an hour on TV, and then they went and did another hour right. match at the Coliseum. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it there's so much steeped wrestling history here. Mm-hmm. And it's it's, it's sad that it doesn't even really have a place to call home anymore. Right. You know, the Coliseum is just a shell of its former self. It really is. Yeah. Get out there. Let's save the Coliseum, folks. I yeah. mean, it's... I've seen Jerry Lawler light people on fire in there. Yep, um, I have too. I've seen handsome Jimmy Valiant. I saw, Valiant. I saw Lawler throw a fireball at Sid Vicious. Wow, <laughs> that's another name, Sid Vicious. Yes, you yeah. know, um, uh, went back. You know, we were we were probably WWE's main feeder territory for a long time too. Yep, when they did the whole Nation of Domination, Memphis had its own chapter. Freaking. Um, the Mr. McMahon character was born here. Was in Memphis. born yes. here. Yes. Was tried out here mm-hmm. in 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 uh, McMahon. You know, he came down here with Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe long before he ever came out on WW, uh, WWF Nitro. Uh, WWF Nitro. <laughs> God, man, it's cough medicine talking. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. WWF Raw. Long before he ever came out on Raw as a heel and was trying to put down Stone Cold and stuff. Long before it ever, it ever happened, it was tried out here in Memphis because they were the Northern group and you know they were cr- they were coming down and messing with Memphis and everything because we were the Southern people and this that and the other. It was a North versus South thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to make it look like oh, big money New York guys want to come down here and mess with us, you know, Memphis guys, and we're not going to let that happen or whatever. Um, Freaking Jeff Jarrett, do you remember that angle? Jeff yeah. Jarrett stepped in and challenged Bret Hart when they had a WWF thing going on at the Pyramid, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was a big deal on on Channel Five TV and everything I mean, else. And Terry Funk, mm-hmm. Terry Funk had a major angle with Lawler here. They had the first ever empty arena match empty at the arena match. in the Mid South Coliseum because Terry Funk kept playing the. Well, I know I'm never going to get a fair shake in Memphis. The referee is from Memphis, Tennessee, yep. and that was when um. I think in that match he got stabbed in the eye with a piece of wood from Lawler. Yeah, he's cussing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, damn you, Lawler. <laughs> There's also a promo that uh, Terry Funk cut. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy Joseph told me that one day he had the worst hangover ever. Yeah. Terry Funk cuts this promo, and Joseph was laughing so hard he laughed out of a hangover. Wow. Because <laughs> like Terry Funk was like. 
Come closer, Lawler. Look into my eyes. Look and see the pain and suffering in my eyes. He starts making these funny faces, and he's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the faces for Dan's, but yeah, it's it. Terry Funk was like a master of the mic, man. He could cut oh, a promo. Yeah. And like I said, Jeff Jarrett, we had PG-13 here, yep. the major tag team around here, and they even got a run in the WWE for a while. Mm-hmm. Can't forget Kaufman. Kauf- the Andy yeah. Kaufman, Jerry Lawler the thing. The Kaufman is, thing. Uh, J- Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Yep. One of the biggest managers of all time, our friend downtown Bruno. Yep. Eddie Gilbert, yep. who went on to book for ECW mm-hmm. when it was Eastern Championship Wrestling. I mean, he's worked all over. And there, there's just so much history steeped into that one building yep. in Midtown. So get out there. And supported. I think Dustin said the website was prowrestlinghof.com. Yes. Go check it out. We'll put a link of it on our website. They've got t-shirts you guys can buy, and the, and the proceeds go to, uh, you know, the Coliseum Coalition and stuff and their efforts and everything. And it's, you know, it's yeah, a it's good cause. It really is because even if, it, even if it doesn't turn into a wrestling hall of fame, a section of it could. Mm-hmm. You know, it could right. be a public building. It could be a museum of some kind. The freaking Beatles played there. The freak Elvis Presley played there on a regular basis. You right. know when he was in town. You know, and I mean, it's just you know, it's 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 history, and it needs to be saved. So get out you there know? and support it, folks. Pro Wrestling Hof dot com. Because all they're gonna do is just bulldoze it. And yeah, we don't a parking lot. Yeah, that's just you know that yeah. shouldn't happen. And which so. half of that place over there already has been right. You know. Well, we are gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna be talking to. Mr. Personalities, Woo-hoo. Derek, King. Derek King. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Joining us now is another huge name. In Memphis Wrestling, Derek King. Derek, thank you for coming on the show, man. We really do appreciate it. No, no problem at all, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, we uh, we enjoy have, having all the uh, local guys on here and uh, getting them out in the, to the open here and introducing them to the world and everything. So, Derek, uh, you get you uh you have like just an enormous amount of years with uh, Memphis wrestling for as long as I can remember uh, back to right. power pro days. And before that, even really uh, how long have you been in the wrestling business? I have been wrestling. Uh, I started in 94, 95. So I was 22, 23 years. I can let math not, good, not that good, but um, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. A long time ago. <laughs> I was actually about 16 years old when I really started. And, uh, I was I started in Dixie, Arkansas, and I did a lot of, um, I guess, independent or at that time they called them outlaw wrestling shows, mm-hmm. uh, mainly in Arkansas and you know in Tennessee, like in Brighton, Tennessee, or stuff like that. Brighton, Tennessee, is, I guess, where I got my big start at, you know. But other than that, I got to go TV maybe in '95, '96, and. Um, I was doing some stuff for USWA, but not really you know, like a big member of the show yet. So I was like on the down end of that, just trying to get my foot in the door and trying to wrestle. I probably wrestled everywhere I could. I remember telling guys on like roaches ago, 
if they put a ring up in somebody's backyard, I was on, I was going to the show. It was <laughs> they just said wrestling, and I was there. Yeah. Now it's like people keep getting me coming to the show, but no, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot easier going. Then I loved it. I, I mean, I really did. Well, mm-hmm. who did you, who did you train under? There's a guy named uh, named uh, Tony Myers. He uh, used to be a uh, enhancer. That's what we're calling him today. But <laughs> we used to call him a job guy on Channel Five, mm-hmm. and he. Uh, he lived where he used to shop at Piggly Wiggly, where I used to work at on Winchester. And he uh, would come in there, and I knew, at the search at that time, I knew everything about wrestling, every wrestler, the job guys, the managers, the guy who put the ring up. I knew all of that. And that's how I was like, probably stalking these people. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I just knew, I saw him come in a couple times. I go, You wrestle, don't you? He goes, Yeah. You know, because I have a school in Dixie, Arkansas, ironically. I live 10 miles from Dixie, Arkansas right now, from where I actually trained at. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Full circle. So I uh, <laughs> I started going with him every, like, almost two and a half hours away. Every Sunday, $3,000 later, <laughs> every Sunday, and uh, training. Um, my mother said I could do this. I had to go to college, and I had to pay for it myself. Mm-hmm. And he, he took me on his wings, and it was from uh, training with him, then to Don Bass, and then to Bill Dundee. Uh, Randy Hales and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Jim Vang was even there somewhere. So. That's a <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's a that's a good line of uh, teachers there. <laughs> I was I was really seriously for me being a skinny kid. I was uh, I was lucky because I got to you know, a, a good thing I had entertainment on my side and a, and a likable smile. Other than that, I don't know what kept me he kept me just, and I took good <laughs> bumps. So <laughs> that's always good. <laughs> Well, uh, what what would you say was, uh, you know, would, would you count, like, uh, you know, some of the local guys as your main influences getting into into the business and stuff? Or Well, the number would have to be out of shadow doubt. Jerry Lawless is the reason I'm a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I was hooked on Memphis wrestling since day one. Like, I was born, I think, watching Channel 5. Like most people <laughs> in Memphis, you're, you know, you live in Memphis in those days, you watch Memphis wrestling every Saturday morning. Yeah, you're talking and to three of them right now. Huh? Sorry, you're talking to three of them right now. Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just kind of one of those kind of things that you know you do, and you know that's just becoming a common thing. And so, obviously, Jerry Holland was a big baby face uh, in Memphis, and it was kind of hard not to like the good guy. And like, so that's why I was hooked, in, and that's why I wanted to be just like that. And especially on a local level, because I mean, he was a big star in Memphis. I mean, that, that you know, you didn't get any bigger than him. Oh yeah, and you know, and sometimes people say they're still the day in Memphis, but <laughs> I, uh, I was just lucky, and I, you know, that's why I wanted to. That's what I patterned, I guess, half my career or my, you know, style after something. So, mm-hmm. um, what's what's some of the uh, main shows you've been on lately? Because I think, uh, are you are you coming up on the, um, is that uh, the Elite Survival? That's October third. Okay, October third. October third for tattoo at uh, the uh, Marvel Elite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will be there. Um, I'm doing something with a show uh, at a car lot with Bill Dundee earlier that day. Mm-hmm. And then we're, I don't know exactly where that's at. Of course, I got suffering down, but I don't know exactly where it's at. But <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> it's so bad. I'll be there, and uh, I'll be doing the tattoo show uh, that night. And then on the 4th, I'll be at the Roundhouse at the uh, Roundhouse at the Revival Roundhouse or something like that. Right? Roundhouse, Roundhouse Revival. Revival, yeah. Roundhouse Revival, yeah. <laughs> we talked to... Uh, we talked to uh, your opponent, uh, Dustin Starr, earlier, and he asked me to relay a message that he said he was going to kick your butt. So, 
I'm sure. I swear to you, I feel like I'm married to Dustin. I've wrestled Dustin in more towns in the last three months than I've wrestled anybody. <laughs> I feel like we got a Lawler Dundee feud going on here, and yeah. you just don't know it. Well, you guys <laughs> are just making the rounds. Yeah, and you also have something like that with um, Alan Steele. You guys have been wrestling against each other for years, haven't you? I have wrestled Alan ever since he's been in the business. <laughs> he's yeah. like. It's it, it just one of those things, the guys, you know, like sometimes you pair up with somebody really well or, you know, you bring out the best in, in, you know, in, each, in each other when you wrestle each other. Alan Steele's one of those guys. Like, I mean, like going to the ring is like my eyes are closed. It's like I just know how to do this. And especially with him, I'm not worried about – I hope he doesn't drop me on my head. But it's also one of those things that, you know, I trust him, you know, completely. And the only thing that I think I worry about is those forearms to the back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right now. <laughs> I, I said that on a previous yeah. episode. Well, like, actually, if there's one thing you remember, it's never feed your back to Alan Steele. Yeah, no, I got to. <laughs> we drove to um, Selmer, Tennessee, me and Dan did for an SPW show. Mm-hmm. And Dan told me all about how he almost felt his lungs leave his chest when he fed Alan his back one time. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, a, and like Alan trained with Bill and and I was there to help build, help train Alan. And I was there to see Alan grow and everything. I was. I don't think we went over forearms. I think we should have went over that a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I think we skipped practice on that. And I was like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They hurt. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's better. Than, it's a better wake up call than coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and I've been known to take that adult beverage time or two, but let me tell you, that's different than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you've also been, um, you were a part of a reality show, weren't you, uh, Wrestling with Death up there with uh, Big Daddy? I indeed was my, my wife. I'm married into a family of uh, morticians, I guess. But uh, my wife's stepdad is LaFont, and he owns a funeral home. I also run the wrestling company in Osceola. And so I, at first I wasn't even scared to be, you know, what even supposed to be on the show. And, of course, you know, it's unique to have a black guy with blonde hair, especially marrying their daughter. And the months before the show started, but they started thinking, "Oh, this would be good." Probably would be made for uh, good television. Oh god. Does um does uh, Sam Dollar still work up there for Big Daddy? Uh, no, he actually stopped right when the uh, TV started. He didn't like too much of the uh, TV being involved in the wrestling business, but you know, this is what wrestling is today. So yes, I yes. think he kind of was, you know. I don't say disappointed in the wrestling business. We're just kind of like, wow, it, it became it became what wrestling is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. entertainment. S- <laughs> Sam is uh, – I, I was not a, ever a professional wrestler, but uh, my dad did some stuff in Jonesboro, and he got me involved. And Sam was nice enough to yeah. leave a boot and print in my head, so – we all, we're always well, gonna have that. Sp- or two meeting, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> he wears those cowboy been, boots, man, and they hurt. I have been behind those, and I, I've been hit by a cane. And I go, dude, I don't know if I want you to punch, kick, or hit me with the cane. Matter of fact, don't do all of neither the one of these. Other. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll take my own bump. I'll the, just pretend you were there. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll pick E, none of the above. <laughs> right. I mean, like, it, is, it is tough. I mean, and I've known Sam Dollar since I've been in this business. And I remember, like, being like, oh, I got a manager, because he managed me in OCO at times when Moondog ran it. I said, like, oh, I got a manager. This is great. 
And I'll never forget his face when I uh, I used to dress up like Shawn Michaels, my Mr. Personality skin. Yeah, yeah. And I used to bring the Shawn Michaels cutout, and this is long before I was on television. I used to bring the Shawn Michaels cutout and um, <laughs> and like da- like do the pose in front of him and dance. And I had Sam Miller go, "Hey, won't you hold this poster for here? I am a rookie. Hey, won't you hold this thing for me while I dance?" He's like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "I'll never forget it, Derek King." I've been in the business 10 years longer than you, and you tell me to hold, hold some gimmick for you so you can dance. I go, it's part of my gimmick. I remember thinking, if somebody had told me that 10 years in the business, I would have said, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did, how did the Mr. Personalities character come along? Funny you ask that. Uh, David Milliken, the guy who makes the belts for, I forget what belts are called, but, uh, but he makes the belts for WWE and, you know, UFC and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. He... Uh, he booked me in, in Brighton. He was a book in Brighton. And just as I did this thing where I stole Danny B. Good's uh, tights, like Danny B. and I were friends, but I was a heel and he was babyface. So I stole his tights one night at his house as, you know, he would be on the road somewhere. And I stole his tights and I came out dressed as Danny B. Yeah. Then, you know, then we had this big long feud and all this kind of stuff. Then after that, it was J.C. Ice. And then it was, uh, then it was, it was called DK Ice. Then, then it was Shawn Michaels, because I mean these are the things I used to do uh, at David's house, or you know, like when we we're hanging out, just imitate wrestlers, just running around, just like why not, you know? And um, so the Shawn Michaels thing and all that kind of stuff I started doing. And then when Power Pro was getting started, Randy Hills and and Bill Dundee had seen me see me do these gimmicks. He Bill Dundee's like, this guy does all these gimmicks, it's gonna be great. And uh, the biggest decision was was going to be called Mr. Personality, Mr. Mr. Personalities, Multi Personality. They were they were with this whole list of names mm-hmm. with personality in them, and so Mr. Personality stuck. <laughs> nice. Wow. Strange how that works. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, you know, it goes back to like, um, have you ever heard the story of how Stone Cold Steve Austin got the name Stone Cold? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. With the with the T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ice McQueen or uh, what? Yeah, Fang McFrost. <laughs> Fang McFrost. <laughs> you, you just never, you just never know because you know wrestling's all you know everything's gimmicky and that that's a gimmick name. And I just want to be, I wanted a normal name, but you just you know I could be called Derek the King Lawler for <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for some unknown unknown reason I could be called that. So you know it was just kind of like like picking my wrestling names like all right well he's, you know he's King and all that kind of stuff. So it all worked out. And, you know, it was easier imitating wrestlers than being your own self at times because I didn't really know who I was. I was trying to find Derek King the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now, you you are you are an OVW alumni, too, aren't you? Indeed, I am. I, I'm, once again, I'm very lucky. Jim Cornette, Nick Dismore and I were good friends, and Nick was wrestling in Louisville for OVW. And I had made one previous trip to OVW with Bill Dundee. And um, wrestled there a couple times. And then Nick was up there. We were doing a talent show with OVW and Power Row. And Cornette would come here and book guys up there. And Nick was like, well, I'll get you booked. And I'm like, dude, please get me booked. This will be the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so he got me booked. And next thing I know, I was a suicide blonde with blonde hair. And uh, I, this is when I first got my WWE you know, stuff. I was... I, they, I was say a trainer for WWE. That's what they paid me for because they wouldn't pay us as talent because we were too small. But they paid us as trainers for the other guys. So we just really took a lot of bumps from Brock and 
uh, you know, okay. Cena and Shelton and all those guys and Orton. And so we got to work with all them. But it was uh, probably the, the, the most fun I've had in the business besides being at Power Pro was being at OVW. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any funny stories from that era? Or? I, I probably couldn't tell them. <laughs> 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 well, who was who – was, go ahead. Just to be honest, I probably couldn't tell any of them. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Well, who was who – was when, when you're you know, in a – A lot of people have jobs now. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, really. right, right. Well, when you're, when you're in up at OVW, who are some of the more fun guys to work with up there? Well, I was. Uh, we worked with uh, Shelton and Brock for a while for the tag team title. This is where the the I beat Brock Lesnar came from. I actually pinned Brock Lesnar in the tag team match. It was me and Jason Lee against Brock and Shelton. Our manager was Charmel, which is Booker T's wife, and she had the loaded purse. So she gave me the purse. We knocked out Brock one, two, three. Hence, Derek can beat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and so <laughs> that was. But they. They were fun to work with. Sean Case and Chris Michaels were always great to work with. I think between the four of us, there were 35 super kicks thrown in one match. So yeah, <laughs> everybody had to have a finish or something. <laughs> it would either set up spot or get to the, you know, that's somebody's finish. Um, I mean, I, I wrestled Rob Conway and Nick. They were fun to work with. But we were kind of comical. And Rip Rogers was our manager, was my uncle, our manager on the show. And he, uh, it was always fun to work with him because he just, just being in like a learning tree, the wrestlers would say, but just being around guys that just know. And it was just so cool to be like be a part of all that stuff. And I, as I look back, I go, man, some guys should have really got to do that part of it instead of doing what they're doing now because that's where you really learned everything. Right, right. And it's 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 sad that, uh, you know, the developmental territories and, and you know, places like OVW, you know, I, I wish I wish like all the uh, all the different regions of the of the country could really have their own like OVW. You know, but right. uh, you know, there's there's those places are few and far between now. I mean, it's right, just, and, and, and it's almost like I mean, Joe, but it's almost like wrestling is like it's ice cream. Everybody has a different flavor. Everybody likes something different, mm-hmm. which I'm that's totally fine. Like OVW, everybody does a left hand close. I did a right-hand clothesline. So, like, when we were tagging, they would go, Derek, give us some Memphis stuff. So, my job was to insert, i.e., uh, gimmick match, i.e., powder in the eyes or, you know, or you know, <laughs> something that, that, you know, just Memphis, you know, there's a chain or there's two or, you know, just always some kind of Memphis involved. And that was fun for me to have that small caveat in matches. But, you like you said, there should be an OVW in every, you know, every – five states or so, you know, just every little region yeah. should be a town like that. You know, I w- WWE is doing what they want to do because they make superstars for sure. Mm-hmm. But the alumni that came out of OVW, Brock, John Cena, Randy Orton, Shelton, Nick, for that matter, you know, all, those guys are all thoroughbreds when it came to work. They can go. And, you know, you just don't, you know, you don't find that often. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes WWE kind of is trying to groom guys to be WWE guys, but, Sometimes you gotta let them be pro wrestling too. Yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm all about entertainment, but I mean, I do get the part of you know the pro wrestling part too. It's a big part of it. And we talked about this with um, Dustin. I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, noticing here lately, fans just want to start getting to be a part of the show a little more. Have you noticed that a little bit in anything you've watched? As far well, as- I've seen guys run. I've seen me run in the rings of the, of the last couple of pay-per-views and a couple of Raws. But the thing is, like, 
I've wrestled in a lot of small towns like Brighton or Dyersburg or Ripley or Ripley. New and towns like that. <laughs> and I I know those guys, you know, fans get involved. I've been I've had my run in with fans before and, you know, had them see them get involved and obviously when you live in a small town sometimes it's easier to get a fan involved or whatever. But I like it better with them not knowing anything or not being able to get it close enough to be involved in anything like that. Now they're not afraid of the wrestlers. Now they think it's all uh, you know, get in there and Used to we can just beat them up. <laughs> right. Now you oh, can't yeah. beat them up. You gotta, you kind of gotta let you know. There's so many lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. So it takes the fun out of being a heel for sure because you don't get to enjoy that, you know, that personal. Because they go, don't take it too. Cause I can remember guys telling me, don't take it too far, or telling me you can't be a heel here because you go off the deep end. But my healing was just being wild and crazy, but being safe. And of course, you know, there's people I knew that I couldn't mess with, and people I knew I couldn't mess with. So, you know, I don't want to get hurt no more, no more than anybody else. <laughs> so I know what my, my part of the job is like you get a security guard. Next thing you know, the security guard wants to be part of the show. You're like, you're a security guard. <laughs> you're, just, mm-hmm. you're really here because you got him for free. <laughs> and that's why you're at the show. Yep. <laughs> well, I know you've got like a cadre of appearances coming up. You want to talk about some of those? Well, yeah, I'll run down a couple of acts. I'm, Actually, Dustin Sarr says I'm never prepared for this. Uh, on the third, I will be in uh, I'll be in Memphis with the uh, Marvel League and for Bill and be that day. The fourth is uh, <laughs> Roundhouse Revival, and then on the seventeenth, I'm going to be I think in Boonville, Mississippi. I'm in or Coors or Boonville, one of the two. But I'm in a casket match, and uh, along the way, I'll be in South Haven on some Friday nights, and I'll be back here in Jonesboro on. Uh, Every other Saturday, I think it's uh, I'm at the Barbecue Fest uh, this Saturday night, too, at the 26th. So things have changed and, and still keep me busy, but my wife tells me I have to take time off. So <laughs> as I read those dates, they're all subject to change because my wife says no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep that happy home going. Yeah. Happy right. wife, happy, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I do. Well, November seventh, I will be in uh, Nashville with Ric Flair, so that's going to be pretty cool too. And the Omen Arena, I'll be there on the tenth, I think, or the the Lawler show with Terry Funk, the twenty fourth, cool. the twenty fourth of October. Nice, so. awesome. Well, I know you were at Raw um, when it was in Memphis. I saw you there. I didn't get a chance to say hey, um, but what do you think of the show? You know, honestly, <laughs> this is going to sound bad. I don't really get into the show while I'm there. Cause I like the commentary. I really go because I'm like getting my friends tickets or my, my family gets tickets and we go and just say, you know, let them see it because they, they see the big show in town. I, I just kind of watch what, what I watch for the show is I watch how they do it all, how everything happens <laughs> instead of how, uh, what matches are good. And I don't even remember any match on the show. And that's true. And she has to, I just remember production stuff, like stuff, the little things that they do that, Oh, that's how that works. This is why this is here. And, you know, just to run a show instead of, uh, I mean, the wrestling to me comes second nature in my head, but you can always put that part together. It's just the other part that it seamlessly worked on television and nobody understands how it works. Yeah. The, um, the WWE machine, if you ever see it like oh. before they get to an arena and as they're doing things and putting stuff together, it's something to behold. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I've watched it, and you know how they have the fast motion, you know, like the camera, and they show it in 60 seconds how fast. I mean, like, it is amazing that it transforms, and, like, this is really, you know, like a little stage, or, you know, uh, I'd say a little stage, a huge stage, for them just to come out and, and do 
what we do, uh, you know, weekly, <laughs> you know, yep. and it just seems bigger. It just seems so much bigger and larger than life. And, and I guess that's what makes, you know, my appeal to it is because, like I said, the wrestling, you know, those guys are great athletes and can work their tails off, but then it, it's all the other stuff that makes them, them those guys. Because, I mean, I know guys around here that can work their butts off, but they don't have the WWE machine behind it. Right. So, you know, it takes a little bit of that, too. So I get it all. Oh, yeah. Well, we've discussed uh, the commentary with the WWE a little bit on this show here and there. What you, you mentioned it. What do you think of commentary these days as opposed to what it was with, like, Lawler and Ross or Monsoon and Heenan and all those? I I think we're spoiled because I'm really a Lance Russell Dave Brown guy. But I also I got into the Bobby Heenan, Russell Monsoon. I love that. I love Lawler and Ross. That was great. But I was also getting used to Lawler and Michael Cole which it became, you know, the normal thing to hear every Monday night. Because I remember when Michael Cole there and Jim Ross wasn't there, and I was like, hold on. Who am I listening to? Like, it took a second for that to sink in. I, I get it because they, they want it to be useful and different and all that kind of stuff. I'm not big on uh, what's the kid's name that's on there. I call him a kid. He's probably, you know, um, Byron Saxton? What is his name? Yes, yes. It's a little part of me that's like, i got to get used to him. Because mm-hmm. he seems like the dorky kid at the end of the thing, like says it's like the goofy thing. But I mean, hey, he's good. He, he has a job and he's doing what he what he's supposed to do. But some of it comes off a little corny to me. But I, I just like I said, the commentary I liked it better back then. I guess the, the answer to your question a little bit better back then because you know you had the color commentary, you had the the guy who called play by play. But now you have a array of things happening. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, uh, in Memphis, we're spoiled. We had the best. I think we had the best commentator combo. With oh, absolutely. Dave Brown, absolutely. Lance Russell, and even Corey Macklin. Even Corey, but you're right. Even Corey Macklin. And I know he gets a bad rap, but even Corey Macklin, just because we were comparing Corey to Lance Russell, and it's hard to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to do that. And uh, I, I, I have uh, looked back on YouTube at a, full, at a few CWA shows that were commentated by Gordon Soley as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we had we had the full gambit here. We had a we had a bunch of great commentators and everything. I I don't like any of the new commentating team on the main roster. Um, it just it irks me because half the time they're you know they're not even talking about the match. Um, is what right. is what really drives me crazy. You know, it's like Ziggler's well, in there bumping his ass off, and then you know JBL and Cole are in there, you know, jabbing each other with an inside joke or some shit. You know, right, <laughs> so. I, that I definitely understand. Yeah, you're right. I definitely understand that part. I just think that they have something more to sell. They, you know, their job is to sell something instead of you know. I mean, they're talking to a TV audience that's trying to buy T-shirts and the network for sure. And uh, things like that. So I, I give you know I understand what they're doing. It's not just wrestling anymore. Yeah. And I think that's what makes I think it's why we as wrestling fans will sometimes go, man, it's just too much of it's too much WWE, you know. But it's that's what it is. Yeah. If anybody says Vince McMahon didn't make the business work for Vince McMahon, they're wrong. And he did make the business bigger than what it's ever been. That's right. You can't knock that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, especially if he sends me a check or two, I'll definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I tell you, I do wish they had some competition, though. I do wish they had some competition because if they have competition, then, you know, they're just going to open the doors right back up again for, you know, whatever yeah, they can get their again, hands on. 
So. Once again, we lived in the greatest era of wrestling. We got to live through Memphis stuff, then we got to live through, excuse me, the Attitude Era. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's hard to go back and go, I mean, I'm still looking at G.I. Joe's and thinking, man, I had the best G.I. Joe's before these kids had it today. <laughs> toys, you know, like, my toys are so much cooler than theirs. I mean, so I'm a little biased towards my childhood and what I experienced instead of, you know, like, you know, all these kids today, you know, that's what they have now. And so I kind of, I guess I, I'm getting older thinking to myself, yeah, that's a, it changed. It's not like it used to. I talked to Bill and he's like, it ain't the same. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. <laughs> and I, and I, I kind of feel from like, Bill, you're right. It ain't the same. Yeah. And of course, Bill, like, well, I'm wrestling Derek King because I'm probably one of you guys to see wrestle his style of matches. I'm like, I really do this every day and not do anything else. You know, it's just different. It, it's just different now. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you, do you think, and I'm pretty sure the answer is yes, but I'm going to should the Wrestling Hall of Fame be right here in Memphis, Tennessee at the Mid-South Coliseum? Um, oh, my God, absolutely. I mean, there's, yeah. if, there's no other place. I don't even – that shouldn't even be a debate. I don't even get how Memphis works or, you know, I'm from Memphis, I love Memphis. I don't get how that's not a no-brainer. Yeah, I don't I don't get it either, but, you know – it's a it's the it's, that be. it's one of the things to save the Coliseum uh people are putting together but uh you know it uh, I think I think if WWE ever ever had a physical hall of fame it definitely should be located here I mean you got a building <laughs> they got to they got to be able to see, I, you know it we wouldn't want the only problem we'll have with that we wouldn't want it to be so WWE well we yeah we want them right, to highlight right. Memphis yeah right yeah. yeah right well not not just just wrestling in general yeah Right, just professional wrestling. I mean, there's, not a, there's, not a, there's not a name, a number. At one time, there was on a superstar that was on WWE roster that didn't go to Memphis. That's right. Now, mm-hmm. you, yeah. now you have, you know, now it's a little different. But back then, I mean, you just think The Rock, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, everybody, Shawn Michaels. I mean, you name it, they they wrestled with Kurt Angle. I mean, the it, the man with the longest active winning streak at WrestleMania really honed his craft here in Memphis, Tennessee. Exactly. The Undertaker. Nobody will ever understand that. Exactly. The Undertaker right here in Memphis. And nobody will ever understand that that's where it all, you know, it's where it happened. You had to go through Memphis to make it. Yep. I mean, it's... Now you go through Memphis to get out. So I don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was good or not. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think, uh, is that all the time we... Uh... I... Well, where can folks find you on yeah. social media? Of course, we have to plug your social media accounts. Well, I, my Twitter is Derek King One, um, and I guess on all my Facebook is just Derek King. You'll see me on there. I'm smiling. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Instagram, but I, I think it's Derek King One. Also on my Instagram, I very rarely do. And this is where Dustin Star cusses me. He's like, "You got to get on that stuff, man. You got to get on the <laughs> social media mongo over there." He oh yeah. It, so I have to. I have to figure out how to do all that stuff first. But I, uh, Instagram, Derek King One, um, Twitter, Derek King One, and Facebook is just Derek King. All right. Well, earlier in the show, Dustin said um, to, he wanted us, he was adamant to uh, let you know he was going to kick your butt. So this is your chance for a rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just let him know the next time he got talked to him. I'm sure he's probably listening somewhere from social media network. Uh, let him know that he may win some of them, but I win the ones that count. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am like I am extremely excited for Elite Survival. I think this card is going to be great, and it's going to be highlighted by you, Chris Lex, and Austin Steele in a triple threat match for the Supreme Heavyweight Championship in MEW. Man, I am so stoked for that match. 
Yeah, I'm hoping that Alan and uh, Chris beat each other up, and uh, I just sweep right in there with the super kick and we go home. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope, and my music will play. So, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully for at least goal. 10 no, minutes, I, your uh, music will play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am actually looking forward to it because his, uh, Chris Lex, which I think a lot of people don't give him credit for, can go. He's a very good guy. I mean, he's a good guy. and Not to mention he can wrestle his butt off. So, I mean, those kind of things. I've wrestled Chris a lot. And Alan is it's gold when we get in there. So, we'll have fun no matter what we do. So, it should be uh, quite entertaining and a lot of surprises, I'm sure. All right. Well, Derek, we thank you, man. We got to get you back on the show sometime so we can get some more funny stories, maybe about you messing with Dan. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to drive <laughs> with him when we. Yeah, I have to give you the OVW story that I have to write down. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll have to come over to Bobbitt one weekend or one week and uh, come do the show with you guys, and I can actually be live in person. Man, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be great. Man. You got yeah. an open invite whenever you want to come on, man. Oh well, I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> All right, thanks, Derek. All right, thank you. Bye. Looking back at me Welcome back to the show. That's going to do us for this week. Uh, had a blast talking to local Memphis guys because, man, those guys really represent Memphis wrestling, I think, in the best way. They represent pro wrestling. Yeah. The standout guys. Thank you so much, Derek and Dustin. Um be sure to follow him at Twitter at Dustin Star with two R's at Derek King One. That's with two R's, King One, and the one is the number. Um, be sure you're following us on Twitter at Oversell Podcast. I'm at Shropnuts. I am at One Dangerous Dan at Wolf Mike Twenty Three. And we can't end the inter- the day without doing our Superstar of the Week. So, gentlemen, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? Oh yeah. <laughs> you only do it so you can do that. Yeah. That's fun. Sound effect. Yeah, you don't even care who we say. He can, I care. He can, he can <laughs> do it if he wants to. I Let him twist well, the knob. <laughs> Let him twist his knob. And He'll he, be fine. <laughs> well, at least you didn't have a vertigo attack this time. Hey, I'm, I'm on cough syrup, dude. Yeah, I'm he, good. He wouldn't know if he did. I've been on vertigo for three or four days now. I'm, I'm doing cough syrup. I'm all right. Well, Dan, give me a superstar of the week. Uh, I'm going to have two. Um, one is Seth Rollins for wrestling so damn long and wrestling so many people on a pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. And having two hellacious matches um, and just taking so many damn bumps. I mean, he took bumps all through both matches. It were crazy. And took an AA on the floor before he even started the second match. So, yeah, uh, Seth Rollins is one, and Sting is my second one for getting injured and still finishing still the finishing. match. Professional. Professional. Mike. Going with Charlotte. Going with Charlotte, the new Finally Divas got champion. The belt off of Nikki. That's the biggest thing. Right. Uh, mine. Hmm. And I didn't mean to say belt. I'm sorry. Championship. Yes. Golly. WWE. We're so screwed. Yeah. We're going to have to go out for the demerit system or some shit. <laughs> what, what the hell is this? I don't know. I, m- I missed the episode where you guys were like, oh, uh, these are all the words you can't, mi- can't <laughs> yeah. mention at WWE. Well, you can always go back like, and listen at oversellpodcast.com. I'm going to have to now. Com. I'm going to have to. Um, Still don't know how legit that list was. Yeah. Uh, mine, I am going to go with Paige. She cut a promo on Raw. I saw that promo. That was a good promo. That was a fantastic promo. And this is how the Divas Revolution is truly going to start. Mm-hmm. It's now started. Now, with Paige cutting that promo, it changes everything. Yeah. All you girls who uh, aren't good workers, 
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's only going to get better when Bailey comes yeah. up, man. I cannot wait. And Natty's back. And Natty, yeah. Thank God. Finally. And she's get, it, like she's actually making a little bit of a push. Yeah. I don't wear it. may actually see her what on What podcast has been wanting that since <laughs> the first episode? But yeah. This one. I think that's ours. Oversellpodcast.com. Yeah. Well, folks, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for d- downloading. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes. And if you can, what we need for you is to go to it- on your iTunes, on your iPhone, give us a review, just a little five-star review with some quick comments about what you like about the show. That'll help us out, and that'll help get our word out a little bit better. But other than that, thank you for listening. This is... The Oversell Podcast!